first, let's get to the apologies that Machine Gun Kelly, since we just had him on, owes to uh, Travis Barker. Okay. AJ McCall on VFX because they got the uh, name of the album, which was Born With Horns, tattooed on each of their forearms. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw it yesterday, but Machine Gun Kelly released a video finally breaking news to Travis Barker. That's not going to be the name of the album anymore. Oh, gosh. So he owes him an apology. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think Travis Barker's probably still like, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, I think a little bit, but also, I mean, they got the, the name tattooed on their album, and then he changed the name of the album, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AJ McCall on VFX. While we're talking about apologies, now, I would say Kanye does, has to give one to Pete Davidson, but we both know that's not going to happen. Ever. And really, what I think is not should happen, but potentially could happen is Pete Davidson gives Kanye a thank you. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, not for the fact that Kanye is spreading rumors about him having diseases or him not actually not being interested in women, but for the fact what Kanye's doing is making Pete Davidson more popular. Yeah, I would say so. Because in all honesty, we've watched Pete run his course to this point before he got to Kim Kardashian. I don't think anyone's going to question whether he's interested in women, right? No, right. I think anyone's going to question he has the diseases. They'll get that sorted out. So really, all Kanye's doing... It's doubling down on Pete Davidson continuing to do what Pete Davidson's going to do. Mm-hmm. Because you and I both agree, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson, not going to last. No. It's a thing. And frankly, I got to be honest, I think the relationship was started out of spite. Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. And maybe partially because Pete Davidson was like, hey, I want to see if I can hang out with Kim Kardashian. I would buy that. And so if it was started out for spite, you know, Spreading all these rumors, putting a lyric about P. Davidson in your rap song. Mm-hmm. Just mm, 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 delicious, I'm sure, is what Kim thinks. Why, Kanye? Just why? Like, it, like I get it mm-hmm. in high school and below, right? Somebody mm-hmm. spreads a rumor, it's devastating. Right, of course. It hurts you. Right. As adults, you just look and you laugh because it's yeah. stupid. Yeah. So Kanye is stupid. A little bit. But- I don't think we really needed this to no. tell us that, though. No, we didn't. But he is going to make Pete Davidson that much more popular. And so for Pete, you know, thanks to Kanye. Because mm-hmm. uh, generally, publicity is just publicity, man. Mm-hmm. And now you can literally legitimately turn around and say, I think Kanye's a little bit jealous. And now no. Pete gets to put that notch yeah. on his belt. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay, speaking of ridiculous, so I randomly partook of one of, I would say there are four game shows I think everybody remembers watching at some point and loves. There's, of course, The Price is Right. I would say Family Feud is in there now. Mm -hmm. And I would like to think at some point over the course of your lifetime, you watch the uh, Wheel of Fortune Jeopardy double block, right? Mm -hmm. They're doing something specific on Wheel of Fortune that I think is just a little bit ridiculous. It's overkill. Okay. Even with COVID. So I got sucked into watching the the double game show. Actually, I watched Family Feud and then watched The Wheel of Fortune, ironically enough, which is two of the four game shows I think everyone in the universe has ever seen. Mm-hmm. AJ McCall at VFX. Family Feud, more recent. Everyone watched The Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, Double Block. And of course, when you were homesick, you watched The Price is Right. And look, I'm all for, for COVID protection, whatever. I'm vaccinated, all that stuff. I'm all for that. But it's the first time I've watched the game show in a long time. And when they spin the big wheel, right, on Wheel of Fortune, right? Because they got the big wheel and you spin mm-hmm. and they go, R, and they go, oh, four R's. 
They have these things. They look like, you know, when you used to buy kites at like Walmart or uh-huh. whatever. Yeah. You have those things and the, the string is spun all the way around and it's fat in the center and it kind of flattens out because it's just a it's just a little like pole that holds the string. Mm-hmm. They look like that and they hold them in their hands so they can spin the wheel. And to me, it just feels like over, like, it's fine. I don't think anyone's getting COVID. Like, magically, no one's not going to be like, oh, I spun the wheel and I got COVID. It's not going to happen. I feel like it would be like, it would hurt your hand. I mean, I feel like as a guard, maybe it would be good to have it all around your hand. It's full on pouted, padded glove. Someone just puts on the driving glove. Dude, yeah, because it would hurt. I mean, if, if that metal stick thing hits you, I don't feel like I would enjoy that very much. I feel like I'd be like, ow. But they don't put it on the outside. They put it on the inside to grab. They go. And that thing's got to be greased up. They WD-40 that like every day, mm, right? They got to yeah. grease it up. Somebody comes in, takes a test spin on it. Like, all right, yeah, got a good level of resistance here. Gross. I just, I thought it was incredibly ridiculous because of me. I don't, think it's a, I don't think it's a comfort thing. I think it's a COVID protection thing. And I just thought, really? Because you see them, like they, the, the contestants, like they don't have them, right? Because they clap and they like, they get the buzzer for the Insta puzzles or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then they go to spin and they put it back on. They hold it in their hand and they go, and they, oh, bankrupt, you suck. And they put it down and because it's not their turn anymore. And it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. I don't think you need a hand guard. You get to spend max 15 times. Also, I don't, this is purely like being old or whatever, but they, I don't, they added crosswords to the prices or to the Wheel of Fortune. Mm-hmm. And that's weird to me because, like, it's, they, they go all different directions. Like, no, you do the whole. It's a thing, and then it's da, 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 you fill it all in, and it's a phrase, and you figure out what the thing is. Yeah. See, I, I pulled it up because I was curious about this. This is like two years ago. That yeah. They put those little hand guards. 2020. In. Yeah. COVID thing. Yeah. Which, I mean, at that point, we didn't know anything about it, so it makes sense why they had it. You don't need the hand guard. It's, it's, it stood <laughs> out to me. I was like, we, we didn't know anything about it at this point. <laughs> Put on some gloves, be fine. If you need anything, that's it. You don't need a hand guard. Speaking of uh, protection, I suppose, overkill, I think definitely for sure. But I don't want to play bad cop. And that is why I find myself potentially in the market for a bouncer. I figured out why cop cars have lights on top. Great. And it's I know. Good. I know. Everyone's saying it's because they pull you out. No. No, no, no. That's not what it is. Okay. AJ McCall for the Automatrix Group debated date on VFX. It's not even to send a warning to you. Okay. But it is to alert you. Because when they have the lights on top, you ever seen a, a wreck, an accident? Uh, yeah, I've been in one. If there's not police there, you know what happens? Nobody cares. And they go and they'll drive and they weave in and out. They don't care. Yeah. If even there if are, there is an accident, they don't really care. But you If know. there are police there... Guess what? They slowed out. Oh, let me let me oh, scooch oh. over. Well, mostly it's more like <gasps> flashing lights. Oh, That's what is that? What and is. now you just, you know. You see those and you go, oh, I'm not supposed to go there. Yep. And I know this because I did two broadcasts. I did one Friday night and did one Saturday morning. Friday night, two pieces of blue gaff tape, right? The strongest material known to man. Absolutely not. Okay. Between two posts, after being there a week before... When no one respected that, the gaff tape goes there, and all of a sudden everybody goes, oh, gaff tape's the authority. Don't walk through. Got it. It sure is. Right? Same setup, though, right? Table, all the stuff I have for my sports broadcast. The next morning, different area, but the next morning in an area, 
And everybody, you would think, sees the camera, the table, the me sitting there with the headset. That's weird, yeah. Doing all the stuff with the laptop and such. Right. You would think they'd recognize and go, oh, stuff's going on. Right. Don't go there. Right. Is that what they did? No. No. Oh, man, I was right. They repeatedly walked through the whole area and made snide comments, right? I'm in their way. They're not ruining the broadcast or anything. I'm in their way. Always. So I now think I'm in the market for a bouncer. Because I don't like playing bad cop, and I don't want to do it. But I need someone to stand there, because apparently it's what you need. Really, I just need, I guess, blue gaff tape to surround me constantly. And then people go, oh, gaff, that's the authority. Here, gaff, gaff tape. tape. I'm going to go this other direction. Yes. Explain that one to me. Please, If can anyone enlighten me how a table and all that stuff is not indication of, don't go here, but gaff tape, everyone goes, oh, no, can't go here. Well... I That's think, it? I think I think what it comes down to is that people don't care. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I would That's just it. I agree with you. That's just it. People people don't care. People are in their own heads. Period. So do you think since you hired the cleaning lady, do you think she'd know or at least be able to point me in the direction of where to go for like a bouncer's R us or something? No. Like just, you know, I work in the service industry here. I don't know for sure because that's not around my getting. I'm not, I haven't, I don't bounce in my spare time, but like I, I might know a couple people that can pull you in the right direction. That's like people asking us if we know of like people who create computers because we use them. <laughs> like, no, that's the, that's yes, the, yeah. Let me call up. I got you, Bill Gates. Let's do this. <laughs> Hello, Bill. Bill. I got Bill, a friend who Bill, needs some help. Bill. No. <laughs> <laughs> Where would you even go to hire a bouncer that does not magically get me on the side get of the NRS? <laughs> I was gonna say no. I was just gonna oh. say that gets me on the side of the internet where I actually start looking at Hitman all of a sudden, and then the police are involved. I don't know. I don't think our budget allocated. Can I Google is, that? Can be. I'm sure you can. Is it gonna you can Google anything you want to. How it's the would internet. You hire is it going to be blocked bouncer. because it's not satisfactory for work or whatever? Maybe. <laughs> go to Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? Dude, go to the ones who have a great marketing campaign. Then you can actually figure out if they care about what they do. Because if they have a good marketing campaign and they're active on social media, you know they do. It's not that I want you to just be big and protect me and keep people away from me. Can I want you, you to care about the work. Can you also bring me queso while you're at it? <laughs> I'm hiring a bouncer, not a server. Not a waiter. While you're assistant. here, can you give me a talk? Classify <laughs> him as an assistant. Can I get a personal assistant that is also built like a house, please? Yes. You don't hear that one on those Adid commercials, do you? It's always about how you can go through a bunch of resumes, right? It organizes for you. They're qualified candidates. Never it's like, hey, great bouncers also on Adid. Never comes up. That's right. Weirdly enough. Unfortunately, really. (laughs) You know, for all the criticism we heap on the state of Florida, sometimes they're just the hero because sometimes they come in and they do something absolutely stupid as is prone to happen with these headlines and stories. And then you go, oh, man, thank goodness. You stop thinking about your problems for a second because you laugh at the idiots in the stories. Oh, yeah. AJ McCall at VFX Florida. Not two headlines, please. Well, we've got headline number one, which involves a limo that got stolen on New Year's Eve. It happened to have a dancing uh, stick, let's say, mounted onto the truck and crashed directly into a creek. <laughs> they caught the guy because, you know, that's what happens. Why would you steal? Like, I I've, don't know. I've never driven. Those things have to, like, just have to absolutely handle, like, 
the way they look, a boat. They yeah. have to. They well, have to be not fun to drive. I mean, it's similar to the stories that we have of people who steal, like, box trucks. Oh, this Lay's truck got stolen. <laughs> it's very obvious, okay? You got a pole sticking up the back of it. You know exactly oh, what that what that vehicle is. Anyway, story one. Then we got story number two. Some guy behind bars after battering a woman with hot ramen noodles. Duh, there you go. Two crazy stories. Oh, man. The, the reason why they were arguing is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. As if it wasn't bad enough oh, to be beaten beaten with something that costs, what, 69 cents? 42 cents? I beat you with a wet noodle. <laughs> there you go. Oh, You know, with a lot of vehicles, yes, driving would be better, but a ride would suffice as well. Like, if it's a Lamborghini, you're not drive a ride. Mm-hmm. You're going to be pumped about both, right? For sure. A limo is one of those vehicles that is 100% in the case of only one of those is okay. AJ McCall for the for Florida Not VFX. No one has ever thought to themselves, man, I really want to drive a limo. No. Just I just want to be in one. Ride in one, yes. Yeah. Drive one, no. Now maybe, maybe it was a crime of necessity, but I just want to point out how stupid it is to drive a limo. Because it's never no one has ever been like, Yeah. Yeah, limo. No. You sit in the back, that's it. Heck yeah. A limo. No. Two full stories, please. Okay. So we got story number one. There was a limo with a pole that was mounted on the outside on the trunk that crashed into a creek on New Year's Eve. It was impounded. Um, It was stolen. It was impounded. The owner is trying to raise money to get the the limo back. This is a whole, you know, situation. Online campaign thus far has raised a whopping $115. (laughs) Was he involved with it? The owner? I don't know. Because so, like, give it back to him. I mean, I know. I don't know if he was involved with it, but I feel like, you know, should have been. This guy said he didn't offer an explanation. He just apologized at, that it was, quote, placed somewhere it shouldn't have been. <laughs> so it, it sounds, sounds a little suspicious as if, yes, the answer is it. he must have been. Okay, well then, never mind. Don't give it back to him. Don't give it back to him. Anyway, uh, yeah, there's story one. Then we got story number two. Some guy behind bars after allegedly battering a woman with hot ramen noodles. He uh, he also hit her with the hot pot. So you know, dangerous. I mean that. Good. Yeah, count please, that one. Please don't. Uh, I, I guess they were arguing over whether or not the guy's dog would be allowed in in bed. Ooh. We've had this conversation before. Ooh. We've had this conversation before. Now, I don't... Yeah, I don't really know. It was following the dispute of this guy letting his dog onto a bed. So he then hit the woman with ramen noodles and so, a hot pot. So, one, don't do that. No. Two, pretty positive, not going to convince said lady... Dog should be on the bed all of a sudden. Right. <laughs> now I don't know if I don't know if it was uh his house, her house, whose house. I don't know. I don't know. Not that that matters. Oh, okay. So that's a legitimate <laughs> argument. I was gonna go one hundred percent with that because it's the food one again, right? Yeah. Ramen, now granted, she got hit with a pan. Here's the best line from this: the victim he claimed was chasing the dog around when she fell atop the ramen noodles on the stove. <laughs> no. Mm, no. Back to a conversation we had yesterday in the after show. Why is it why is that always they fell down oh, the stairs tripped. into a wall 
on and down and hit a cement block. Like it's always they fell on something. These are the yep. clumsiest people ever, and they just happen to diving. So stupid. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't. I think I'm still gonna go with the food one because there's just so much confusion over what the heck happened. That's story number one. Who's involved? Why? Is it all that? I'm I'm gonna stick with the food one. I didn't go with it. I think it was yesterday or Friday, whichever one it was, and it was wrong. Is it the ramen noodle one? It is. Correct. Way to go. Congratulations. What do you think the softest noodle is? Right? Because we had spaghetti last week. Was in the was a, a salt charge. Ramen mm-hmm. this week. Mm, yeah, probably ramen. Ramen. Mm-hmm. I think it gets mushier because I feel like the noodles are thinner than yeah. spaghetti noodles. Yeah. I mean, I guess angel hair pasta could probably was, fall into that. That's what I was picturing for spaghetti. Mm-hmm. I think I would go with that one. That is the softest of pastas. Mm-hmm. AJ and McCall for Florida Not on VFX. So a couple of weeks ago, McCall had this theory that if a TV show gets too popular, it ruins the show. Yeah. And I think it stands to reason for a lot of things that would be the case. Once it gets way too popular, it's kind of either A, not cool anymore, or it starts to diminish a little bit as it's more processed for main mass mass appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow, I don't know how this is possible, you and I have both completely missed an entire trend because they got sold, a specific game that everybody was talking about, now got sold, and it's supposedly eventually not going to be free anymore. Okay. I don't know how it's possible, but just whew, over us the entire time. What do you think percentage-wise in your friend circle of people played the game Wordle? Oh, gosh. On Facebook, friends, probably like 65% of them. AJ McCall on VFX. And for those who are completely lost what it is, right there with you. No idea what it is. Same as McCall. Saw a bunch of comments on Facebook, and that's really where it got my attention and then just didn't look into it. And McCall, I think, had a th- well, she did have a theory that uh, once the TV show gets popular, it gets ruined. And I think it's applicable across the board. So to me, when a game gets sold, that would kind of be the end of it because it got so popular somebody bought it. Well, New York Times bought Wordle. Oh, darn it. According to the story, it doesn't say what it is, but they paid uh, seven figures for the game. So check this out. New York Times, I think I follow on... Instagram and they have this setup. It's beautiful that you can go in and read the full story when you click on it and whatever. It's like, oh yeah, read more, get more information. I think it's great in theory because then you click on the little link in their bio, it pops up with the stories, you open the story up, and what happens? That's right. It pops up and it says, Oh, sorry, you gotta pay for it. It's premium content. No, oh darn it going to be the same thing with Wordle. Oh, yeah. It says it's already suspected. Initially, it'll still be free, but it'll change pretty quick. For two days. Yeah, right? It's free for two days. So That sucks. That's coming, and hence the popularity, right? Now it's going to get ruined. My other question is, since and, and maybe, maybe there's just some really clever sleeper agents for Wordle just placed in the right kind of spaces. Does it concern you that nobody invited you to play the game or suggested you get it? Or maybe they did and you just decided not to, but I... Had heard about it from the outskirts, and no one was ever like, hey, you want to play? Or, hey, have you looked into this? You know, I never really got invited to play. Flashback to, like, 2012. You remember when Words with Friends was super popular? Yes. Everybody was playing it. Yes. And it was like, it, it had the opportunity to 
gains some traction before somebody like the New York Times or whoever purchased it. So it had time for you to actually gain it. You remember Flappy Bird when that was super popular? Smith. I, it and wasn't my kind of game, but the Smith. It like exploded. Yep. It's a David Buster's. Is it really? Yeah, they oh. got a big one of it. And you That's do amazing. The- yeah, uh, it, it like exploded. People loved it. Angry Birds was the same way. Super popular, exploded, and then all of a sudden the ads came in. Yep, the ads. Yep. yep. Nobody wants to play it anymore. Nope. I don't want to play it anymore. Death I've of, only downloaded like a handful of games ever. Death of Wordle. Yep. That's, what, uh, that's what we just heard. Yep. AJ McCall at VFX. So not saying, and especially in the age of the pandemic, right, we've seen people decide to go a little bit nutso and stockpile some things. Well, this isn't so necessarily a COVID story, but someone who has stockpiled is starting to, quote, run out and needs Coca-Cola to bring back. A specific soda. Oh no! I cannot imagine. Maybe I'm nuts. I cannot imagine something. Imagine loving something so much that for years upon years upon years, I would stockpile this much of it. I'm probably just a little bit too much of an indifferent person to totally get this, but we've seen during the pandemic people get kind of nuts and stockpile certain things. Though I think you would make the argument that. A fair amount of them, or at least a decent amount of them, were needed things. AJ McCall on VFX, for instance, toilet paper, right, was a big one. If you mm-hmm. don't have toilet paper, you're going to have to make some tough decisions in the house. Right. You can't go out and about. Yeah. That being said, we've seen this stockpiling mentality really come to fruition during the pandemic. Right. I don't think, I feel confident, in fact, there is nothing I could love to find out that, a little background, so there's woman that's gone viral because she wants Tab Soda to come back. It was discontinued December of 2020. Okay. So it has not been around now for over a year. And the reason she's gone viral is because she's pushing really hard to get Coca-Cola, who owns Tab, to bring it back because she's down to 2312 packs, which off the top of my head is, what, 244 mm-hmm. sodas, cans of soda. That's, that's being low. That's low, right? Mm-hmm. So I've crunched the math on this. Just to put this even in more perspective. So apparently she used to drink three a day. Now that it's gotten down to the 23, 12 pack, she's trimmed it down. So three cans a day is 21 a week. It's 630 for uh, a month. Okay. And 630 cans a month, which means that's how many she had to have times 12 to get through all of 2021 and still has 23, 12 packs left. Could you imagine the amount of soda that she had to buy to stockpile that amount? No. That's a lot. That's so much. I'm just... Who, uh, who is that kind of storage? Uh, yeah. She, obviously, it filled her entire garage. No cars were parked there. No. The 630 is 52 12 packs. 52 and a half 12 packs. 52 and a half. 12 oh. packs a month. I'm just... I'm looking through... I'm trying, I mean, kudos to the dedication to Tab. How old is she? Does it say? Uh, It doesn't say, actually. So, Tab, I mean, I looked it up. It was popular throughout the 60s and 70s because it was Coca-Cola's first diet drink. Which I feel like you would have to keep it around for the novelty of it all. But, eh, just like looking at it, I don't know. Her her soda's got to be expired, almost. How long does soda last? I don't know. 
I have no idea. I feel like it lasts it's, a while. I mean, it's, you know, fake sugars and things, so probably. I just. It's got to be getting close, though. She had to have bought hundreds, potentially thousands of packs of tab soda. That, like, there, there's no one on the earth that loves anything else that much. That is insane to me. Like, could you imagine going to the bank and be like, all right, I need to take out a personal loan. Why? Uh, you know, I just need to stockpile during soda. this pandemic. Well, okay, mm-hmm. what, what do you stockpile? Uh, you know, the tab soda. So, so uh, I looked it up. For the best quality, you should consume unopened diet sodas, which is what this is, within three months after the expiration date. Well, she after the date that. expires. So I don't know what the expiration date is on there. But it's good after expiration date. Always, but you know? uh, so I, I mean, I kind of hope, I guess, lady, I think you got a little bit of a problem, but like, keep at it, whatever. It ain't bothering me. So I kind of hope Coca Cola brings Tab back. Why would you not? This lady clearly going to buy enough of it. Just for you. Good gosh. That is so much soda. It is. McCall felt bad when she bought, what, four four things of ketchup, six things of ketchup? I think I had four. Four? It was on accident. Yeah, but, but I was how like, how long to get I'm rid sorry. of it? Oh man! Well, I bought one full case of of ketchup yeah. once upon a time. For some reason, I just accidentally stockpile ketchup, and I don't know why. And it was nasty. The first case of ketchup that I accidentally bought—disgusting! It was gross. It was too sugary. Never will I ever buy that kind again. Heinz or bust. <laughs> that happened. Then like thousands of mm-hmm. twelve packs of tab. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, we should be paying attention to Spotify if you want to see what the stock market's going to do. Mm. This is a study from Science that I think is interesting, but of course, because it sounds so straightforward, it of course is too good to be true. It has to be. So apparently, you know, we we were just talking about this uh, this week with Science, right? AJ McCall show looks meticulously at these studies that come out, decides one whether they're worth it or not. And two, mm-hmm. we think they're legit or not. Mm-hmm. AJ McCall on VFX. And a study was done to find out if there was a way to predict the stock market by listening to what, uh, by looking at what people listen to musically. And what they found was if generally across, like they looked at Spotify and some of the 40 countries, they compared it to the financial markets and they looked at the 200 most popular songs specifically. And if they are generally happier music, stocks tend to do well that week. Okay. So, who's not interested in finding a loophole if they can to find a way to make money? The thing is, doesn't it seem really interesting that this comes out same week Spotify kind of in some stuff right now? Oh, they are in some stuff right now. Uh, I find it. I find it interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say yes. Because that's great. There's a pattern to it. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know that you would trust it, right? Like, because the same things we—it's the same one to me as if uh, more shark attacks happen on full moons, right? Right? Okay, great. I should not go swimming in the middle of the night where there's a full moon. I probably also shouldn't go swimming generally where there are sharks. I mean, be fair. I, I don't think I'm gonna just pull it. And bad news is because I, what did they say? Uh, Sad girl fall is the type of music that we got right now. So like. Ooh. Not going to go well, Mm -hmm. but it's just really convenient that this comes out right with all the Joe Rogan, Neil Young. I saw a tweet somebody shared. I'm sure it was doctored of James Blunt saying that if they didn't take Joe Rogan off of Spotify, he was going to put new music on On, Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a little interesting. I I find it 
fascinating the way that they're they're tracking the actual numbers though with that um happier good sadder music bad type of thing it's very interesting human human mood has a lot to do with a lot of things man well the funny thing is 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 it obviously they're saying that the music is is the one that's inverse or is uh, affecting the stock market. Mm-hmm. It's curious to see if it's the other way around. Cause like if you lost a bundle, I don't think you're going to drive home and be listening to happy by Pharrell and be pumping, just dancing back and forth. Cause you just lost a bunch of money on the stock market. It's like chicken before the egg type of a thing. Yeah, that yes, that curious. I'm just saying, I think timing is really interesting because I don't know that anybody's going to be like, all right, let's see what's going on. Spotify up. All right. Happy music. Put it all to the center on the stock market. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think so. Nah. Speaking of money, look, it can get kind of sticky in a hurry when it comes to family and money. However, if there are services rendered, how do you balance that? Like, yeah, there's probably like a family discount, but like it doesn't necessarily mean it's free, right? Right. There is definitely a family discount or a family charge up. Hopefully you're not the jerk that gets the markup because, you know, tough. AJ McCall at VFX, but what exactly is it? So am I a jerk court is in session because we got this message. AJ McCall, I'm a piano teacher, and I'm struggling to make ends meet. I've been teaching my nephew for free the last two years. It's taken up a lot of time, but he's my nephew, so of course I want to help him. I recently asked my sister if she could throw me $40 a session. I work with him for an hour three times a week. I typically charge $80 an hour or $45 for 30 minutes. So my nephew's getting $240 worth of free lessons every week. I'm giving my sister the discount at the $40 that I asked at over 50%. Mm -hmm. My sister has recruited my mom to her side. No one seems to understand why I would charge family for piano lessons. Am I a jerk for asking for any money at all? No, you're not. The people that are within your realm of supports are going to be the people who are who are closest to you are going to be the last people to support you in things. Just is what it is. Unfortunately, that's how your family operates a lot of times because people see success and they see um you as an invaluable person. Like you're a part of this family, you just need to be providing these services for free. Because I've seen you grow up. I've seen the way that this this has come to you. So obviously you just need to give it to us for free. It's People and money are always so interesting. The way that... that I don't even have the words for this. It's so infuriating to me. Because it's like people don't see you as valuable within your own realm of things. Yeah, I think that's fair because obviously they respect you as a teacher because they've been they're doing something right. Two yeah. years, right? Maybe right. it's the price is right. But uh, there is a family discount. And if you're doing well, I think the family discount goes down. But like the other thing is you tell your family, like, I'm not doing so great. And clearly it would seem, based on the fact that you have rates, that you do this for somebody other than your nephew, I'm assuming that you're a pretty good piano player yourself. So mm-hmm. it would be, whether it's your second job or your first job, still... You have talent, therefore you should be paid for skill, right? Yeah. That's how that goes. Yeah. That's no, you're not a jerk. No. Uh the problem the problem in this situation, I think ultimately, well, he didn't ask this question, is 
where do you personally draw the line? Because ultimately, if you're going to try and stick it out, the nephew's going to be kind of the one that gets caught in the middle. Mm-hmm. And of course, he innocent bystander. Absolutely. At the end of the day, um, the work that you put forward, everything that you do has an exertion of energy. And that energy, whether it's matched monetarily or not, it needs to be matched one way or the other. And if it's not being matched by the nephew putting in the work by the people around the nephew who are um degrading you for not giving these lessons for free or whatever if if it is a lack of energy you need to let it go and move forward with your life because otherwise you are dumping your energy into something that's not going to pay you back not that you have to be paid back but it's draining two years is a heck of a discount too like that's a heck of a trial it is I have 40, uh, 40 bucks the rest of the way. Pretty, pretty solid deal, yeah. IMO. Yeah. No, you're not a jerk. How do you deal with it? That's, you got to figure out where to draw the line. Yeah. You know what the line should be. Yeah. Can you execute it? That's tough. Am I a jerk court with AJ McCall on VFX? Freaking hero mm-hmm. has one simple one for uh, our last one here before we get to the debate today. The real question, though, is how many people follow through with this? It comes up a lot, but how many people follow through? Am I a jerk cord? This one I feel like will be the quickest resolution ever. But the question I think needs to be expanded further because so many people, I think, say this, but who does it? Mm-hmm. AJ McCall on VFX. AJ McCall, am I a jerk for calling people out if I or someone else holds the door open for someone and the person doesn't say thank you? I just did it and got a dirty look. <sighs> Nobody owes you a thank you for anything. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I, I understand the the courtesy of it all but if you're opening the door for somebody to say thank you for opening the door you're doing it for the wrong reasons they're probably in their own head anyway i don't know i just i i don't think so i mean i don't think you should be calling people out for not saying thank you sure you can be annoyed by it but that's i mean it i wouldn't say you're a jerk yeah that all makes sense what mccall said but ultimately the other thing is i feel like the other way around it's not hard to say thank you or not just a nod. I think most people who get annoyed by that would take the head nod like I, a Yeah, I I would agree that people would take a head nod or something, but how many times have you been in your own head when, you know, you're in the grocery store, you're going around doing things, maybe this is the only 5 minutes that you have and this human being is, you know, stressed out of their noggin and somebody opens the door and they're just in their own brain, you know? And like if I'm in the grocery store and I'm stressed out about something and I'm walking past somebody and, you know, just so happened to forget to say thank you to them and they called me out, that is pushing me to my edge that day. I will break down and cry. Like you, I just feel like at the end of the day, my whole mantra of life is that I never know what kind of a day somebody's having. And so it could potentially the one interaction I have with them potentially be the only positive interaction they have. So I'm not going to take it and create some negative interaction with it because they didn't say thanks for opening the door. But that's applicable the other way, too. I mean, sure. But again, that person could be in their own head with things. It's people get caught up. And, you know, for me, I I tend to try and say thank you and lean really heavily into that. But I also can't control like other people's reactions in that sense. For me, I say thank you anytime the door is opened. That's just part of it, you know, but I can't control that person to say thank you if they're having a hard day and they can't 
regulate. I would agree. You don't know what anybody's day is doing. I guess the question is, where do you feel the need? Not need. Need is wrong. Where do you feel that you can interject behavioral change? Because, like, for instance, for instance, the reason you have a horn, specifically a horn besides warning in your car, is to alert someone that they messed up. And ideally, they would go, oh, no, I did that. I shouldn't do that again. I don't know that it, like, if someone cuts you off, I guess you could make all the same arguments. You don't know what day they are, but I think most of us would be like, no, I'm going to honk the horn. Uh, I don't know, because, I mean, I don't I don't honk the horn unless I am in danger and I need to warn somebody, hey, please don't cut me off. Please don't hit my car. It's not, I don't ever feel like it's my job to implement any sort of correctional changes for anybody. I'm not a parent. I've made that decision on purpose, and it, it's not my job to correct people. I can give them as much information as possible to educate them as to why my thoughts are this certain way. But at the end of the day, I'm never going to correct somebody and make that change for them. Do you feel like you would want to say something if, if someone doesn't say a simple thank you for holding the door, right? That's where this question started. To make the poll today, Utah's VFX. Do you feel like you want to say something? Yes, no, maybe, maybe it's uh, the annoyance is... That's where it is. The annoyance stops and you're just grumbling in your own head. Or maybe you feel like, no, they should be able to say thank you. Utah's VFX or social media for the Thermo Fisher poll today. According to new studies, when it comes to dating, there is a new trend for what younger men are looking for. And I got to tell you, in the most polite way possible, I think this is due to just <laughs> trying to cash in on people who just are further ahead in their life. I'm not saying you can't. I just... The way it comes across very quickly, someone trying to let somebody else walk the path for them. The saying is age is just a number. And we've talked about this previously on the AJ and McCall show. And they, you know, whatever works, works. Who cares what the gap is? For sure. AJ and McCall, Automation's Group Debated 8 on VFX. And apparently the new trend in dating or the one that specifically spiked that has gotten attention has been younger men seeking out older women. Okay. Specifically, I guess they did a focus on this website called OlderWomenDating.com. And 60% of younger men of any age are attracted to women more mature and older, usually somewhere in the 5 to 10-year-old, 10-year-up range. And the reason they said why, four main reasons. Mature women have more experience when it comes to everyday life. They're often achievers with advanced experience in their work field. They found their way in the world, are self-sufficient, excuse me, and independent, and they have refined their personalities and social skills, offering them, leaving them most more self-assured and confident. Okay. So, yeah, I don't want to take anything away. Yes, but I, I feel like generally that's applicable to most people. Like, that's what happens when you get older, right? Mm -hmm. You advance your career. You kind of realize who you are. You learn. Right? You're just... Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's just the general rule. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe women do it better. I don't know. I'm not going to say one way or the other. Maybe they do. Um, but the reason this bugs me is because I feel like what it is is collectively, younger men have just been like, nah, I'm just going to let somebody else take care of it. That's yeah. how it comes across. And it's like, guys, come on. Dude, I, that's exactly how it comes across. It's very much... Like, oh, let's capitalize on this. Like, I know that you've learned all of these things, and that's great. I don't want to do it for myself. That's how it feels. Yeah. Very much that. It's like, cause again, I feel like all the things they say are applicable about older women, I think are generally applicable across the board 
for men, women, whoever. Mm-hmm. You you advance your career ideally because you picked one and you put the time in and you figure out who you are. And yeah, I would. You, by the time you're in your 30s, you got to be at least somewhat self sufficient, right? You sure. had to. You're an adult long enough. Mm-hmm. But then <laughs> this thing just sounds like I'm gonna be. I'm gonna do the stupid stuff I want to do. And I want someone to bankroll it. That's really how it's coming across to me. Yeah. And I, I can't stand it. I would I would 100% agree with that. Because it's so dumb. It, yeah, it really is. The other part of this that really is um, like fascinating to me is that they think that the older women are going to be like, oh my gosh, a young kid. How nice. False. No. <sighs> no. Because if, if these quote-unquote older women what was it five to ten years five to ten years older if these quote-unquote older women are looking at this situation they're like yeah no (laughs) well the funny thing is i'm curious i would be curious to know so if you're in if you're a woman older than the man by by let's do like not like three years let's do closer to 10 get close to 10 okay like how is it like because like i went through an experience because, right, can we acknowledge the male fantasy, right, is to be older than the girl, right? Sure. And it, it's so dumb because I went through the process like you're talking about. Uh, when I got laid into college where I decided I didn't want to date anyone significantly younger than me because that was annoying. Yeah. Because we all go through a lot of the same dumb-headed mistakes. Correct. We're going to mess up the same stuff. We're going to lack maturity. We're going to have no idea what we're doing. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying when you get into different stages in life— I, at the time, didn't have patience for it. Right. I wanted someone who was closer to my level so we could work towards something as opposed to me trying to go one direction and someone sort of playing catch up. Mm-hmm. So I completely agree with you. Yeah. If I was older, I'm like, I don't want like, to tolerate that crap. I want someone who's going to help me Bro. achieve as yeah. opposed to someone I'm dragging along. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Noxious. So obnoxious. Dudes, be better. Just be better, dudes. This is ridiculous. <sighs> Speaking of relationships, ideally not failed ones, but possibly. So I think a lot of us have come around. And if you you had the cliches of your wedding, I hope you had fun with them. I'm not saying they're bad. But I think most people have come around in, what, millennials, Gen Z's. And a lot of those cliches, can I say, for weddings, just, yeah, the cake in the face, the garter, taut, like all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Like it's just kind of going out the window, right? Lots of people are bucking tradition yes that so if you decide you're gonna get married mm-hmm. and you don't want to do that stuff and then someone on the wedding day does some of that stuff how much of a red flag is that mm. because for one woman whoo she was not happy yeah we all know the rules when it comes to weddings like when i was best man for my brother's wedding i asked her i was like what's what can i do what's good advice being a best man the vice was do whatever you can to make the bride and groom's day as easy as possible. Mm-hmm. AJ McCall for the Automatrix Group debated. Hey, so if they say there's something they want or don't want, ideally, everyone should go out of their way at least a little bit to try and make that possible. Right. Problem is what happens when they decide on something, those cliches we talked about, right? The, the garter toss and all that and the, the smash cake. What happens if you decide that and then one of the bride or groom go against it for the bride or groom? So apparently there was a wedding reception that happened and the bride was adamant, adamant she did not want cake smashed in her face. Okay. So ahead of time, apparently it was agreed to everything. So they get up to do it 
And did she get cake smashed in her face? Well, no, not technically. The groom smashed her face into the cake. Oof. Now, apparently, this brought on some PTSD for her. Mm-hmm. I would like to assume that groom did not know that. Right. Because, like, I mean, there's not really much of a conversation. If he knew it and did it, we, we there's conversation it. Yeah. done, right? Yeah. I'm assuming he didn't know. Uh, but apparently, it was. she feels it's such a huge red flag that they just got the reception done. She already wants to get a divorce. <sighs> Too extreme? Um, I mean, it's your life. You can make your own decision as far as that goes. And I think that like, if I had said something to Dustin about, you know, Hey, don't smash cake in my face. That would be it. Dustin would be like, respectful. Got it. Not happening. That's what it comes down to is a level of respect. How much do you respect this person that you are committing your entire life to? That's the whole thing. You're committing to this human. Are you going to respect their wishes enough to not smash cake in their face? Or is it an ego thing that's getting in the way where you feel like you need to because your buddies are there? Oh, I'm going to look like a wimp if I don't. Stupid. Okay. Stupid. Brian on the phone. Brian, what do you think? Uh, getting a divorce over not not following the, gro- excuse me, the bride's uh, want of not having cake smashed in her face. Well, in all actuality, he did obey her wishes. She did not want him to shove cake in her face. She said nothing about shoving her face in the cake. I mean, I guess, technically, that's the case, but, you know, at the end of the day, she said no, and it's a respect thing. He he did her, he followed her wishes. She didn't want cake in her face. He put her face in cake. I'm the joking type guy. You tell me not to do something, I'm going to do it in a funny way. I mean, look, okay, I get that you're like a joking kind of guy or whatever, but like at the end of the day, if somebody says, hey, I'd prefer it if you don't smash cake in my face or I'd prefer it if you, you know, don't whatever, you don't want to end up in our stories that we typically see in Florida or not that are, you know, assault charges because they requested don't smash things in my face. Like at the end of the day, that's what it is. I would I would like to jump in. So McCall said technically Brian is right, right? That she said don't smash cake in my face. Not the idea. No, the technically to me for that is I don't want cake in my face. Right. So technically, no, he didn't follow the rules. Right. A divorce. So th- this is where it's hard for me. I don't have PTSD, so mm-hmm. I feel like I can try and guess how terrible it is, and I'm sure it's awful. And so, like, when you say, don't do that, you expect to trust someone, like McCall said, yeah. person for the rest of my life, and then they do something specifically, you said no, right? and then they trigger that response, I believe partially conditioning starts to build that's not good, right? So you Correct. condition yourself to be like, I can't trust them. Yeah. Because I want to say, like, the whole thing, right? You read that and you're like, divorce, no, that's nuts. But then you're like, eh, eh. You're looking at the entire rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's a conversation because I, 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 I want to operate on the premise that the, the groom did not know the PTSD thing. Because, mm-hmm. again, if she if he knew and he did it anyway, I mean, the, the, the conversation's over. Like, there's no reason we get into it. But I, I still want to say getting divorced, extreme, but, man, that that's a big line it felt like crossing. You're going to have to do some work to go back across. Yeah. So much therapy. End of the story. The moral of the story is if someone, bride or groom, asks you 
I don't want this. I do want this. Within reasonable power, mm-hmm. do that or don't do that. Yeah. So if they don't want cake smashed in the face, just don't do it. Yeah. Just don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so McCall and I both predicted, right, one of us going to get a ridiculous injury. Mm-hmm. So anytime one of those comes up, got to keep an eye out, make sure that we're staying uh, cognizant of the way that can hurt us. And if this isn't an adult injury, and what I mean by that is something silly that you did, that like you could get away with totally as a kid, like you could get hit by a car as a kid and you're fine. Right. But this is an adult injury. Something ridiculous that happened, I cannot believe it led to a broken neck. Oh my. Just for comparison's sake, anytime we have a ridiculous injury, it's good to go back to the source and the, the queen of the everything that has happened, and that is the McCall Taylor. Yeah. AJ McCall on VFX. If I put it in the framework of what is the most, like, craziest way, like something every day that you injured yourself. Well, I was technically, I mean, walking, I guess, to throw a bowling ball down a lane. That's all I was doing. And I, like, threw myself down the lane. I don't know how I did it, but my ankle still pretty achy. Shouldn't have done that. Man, it was so swollen. (laughs) So ugly. So if we set that as the baseline, okay. there's a person in Germany who had to go to the hospital because of a video game, okay. specifically virtual reality. Now, if you've never played that, I will give this dude some caveat. You start doing the, like the one of the ones I feel like it always comes up, right? You do the balance beam one. Uh-huh. Those ones are kind of nuts because you, you know, you know you're not standing like 400 feet up in the air. Yeah. It's very scary though. But it's easy to misstep and all of a sudden... Th- Bam! Down you go, elbow drop to the cement floor. Yeah. Happened to Ashley, mess up her elbow for a stretch. Uh-huh. No. This dude, apparently, whatever he had to do in the game, because he didn't say what it is, had to move his neck repetitively. Oh. So he thought, all right, I got one of those, I got one of those weird adult injuries. I slept on it wrong, and my shoulder's just killing me. Okay. So he went into the hospital, found out, no, it wasn't shoulder pain. He fractured a C7 vertebrae. Oh, wow. The base of his neck. Yeah. So he broke his neck playing video games, and he had to uh, wear a neck brace and make a total recovery over three months. That's awful. That is nuts. Yeah. How do you explain? Like, you're walking around, right, with the cone of shame, and people are like, what happened, man? He's like, oh, just playing video games. Oh, you know, just a normal day in the neighborhood. Uh, That's that's awful. (laughs) How how were you playing video? Like, were you mashing your head again? Like, what, what? What part of playing video games led to a broken neck? Please walk me through this in detail. I just, I just made a, I just made a mistake, man. <laughs> I just made a mistake. That is nuts. And also, yet again, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's an omen, but McCall and I both predicted one of the two of us is in line for a ridiculous injury for 2022. Yeah. And then we keep seeing these dash across. Yeah. Watch out for them. Speaking of ridiculous injuries, not the case. Except, hopefully, to their pride when it comes to shaming park narcs so that they finally learn their lesson and stop parking like a bunch of tools. Gosh, I hope. Just yesterday, we met our competitors. If you're late, don't worry. There's still plenty of time to vote because we'll get some more jabs in. Of course, you can go to Utah's VFX on our social media to vote as well. Maybe I just don't understand because I've never owned a truck. Mm-hmm. But in park narcs this week, you just got to show off that it's not just normal parking you can do. You can park anywhere. That's right. Off-roading. The more impressively you can park, the more truck ladies you get. I don't know what the rules are. I, yeah? AJ McConaughey. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know what the reward system is for in truck in truck land. I think other trucks look at those trucks and they're like, gosh, a 
just wish my owner would let me do that. It's like dogs, <laughs> you know. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So in in these trucks, apparently king of of truckland, because mm-hmm. nominee number one parked on some snow and on a sidewalk. That's Looks what that like, is, right? Yeah. Where we're going, we don't need parking spots. That for sure is the case with nominee number one. Nominee number two is at least partially on the road, but also looks like it's on not all on the road. Uh huh. It looks like it's up on the lip of a little grass area. Truck, truck, goose. Yeah. I. Uh, mm. These are the kings of truckland. They are the kings of truckland, and everybody wants to be just like them. <gasps> please do not. Please, please do not be like them. But please do vote for which one you think is the absolute most annoying, because that's how Park Narcs works. We just met our nominees. They're now going head-to-head on our social media, Utah's VFX, pinned to the top of our Facebook page. Vote for the one that annoys you the most. We'll find out Friday, and of course, if you see terrible parking, please safely take a picture and send it to our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Utah's VFX. VFX's Facebook roulette, something on our Facebook feed is just so good. We think it's the best of the day, so we want to put it head-to-head with whatever the other has. The best one makes it to VFX. AJ and I, McCall, Taylor, if you're friends with us, you could be in this competition. McCall, what do you got? Well, I landed on my friend Jocelyn's post, and it's like a four-panel comic, and this comic has a dog and a man. It says, hey, here's your ball back. And then the next panel, the guy throws it, the dog, oh, no. Don't worry. I'll get it. He goes to get the ball. Humans are so clumsy. <laughs> That's pretty adorable. I know. I let my friend Patrick. It's a tweet. It says, please do, please do not ask me what my f- plans are for the future. I am quite literally still not convinced that I'm even a real person. That's fair. You can win because it's real true. What even is reality? Who, Who knows? knows? The AJ Knight, the McCall Taylor, finding at us across all social media. Uh, same with Utah's VFX, so you can submit and or vote for Park Narks, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Um, do not forget, of course, if you ever miss anything on the AJ McCall show, we got it all recorded, we got mm-hmm. it all saved, so if you search for AJ McCall anywhere podcasts are, you will find it. Please be safe out there. I say this as someone who will not wear gloves or probably just a sweatshirt tomorrow, and yeah. I'll think to myself again, should have wore gloves and a coat. Should have done that. So my stupidity should not be your stupidity. You be better than me. There you go. Do that. Yeah. Tell tomorrow for the AJ McCall Show. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. And thanks for listening to VFX.